Hey guys, I'm Jose Naharo, and today we are going to do another in the episode of Netflix. We're going to take a look at the financial numbers today, so let's get started. Alright, so like always, first thing we're going to do is use this awesome website known as LazyFA.com, which allows me to see all these awesome numbers, all these financial numbers in easy visual format. So today, like always, starting off with the income statement. So in the income statement, we can see right revenue has been and continues to be at a strong uptrend. This quarter being no different, sitting at five, almost at five billion dollars, four point ninety two to be exact. Cost of revenue similar in that uptrend, which is something you would expect, right? As re- as your revenue increases, you would normally see that cost of revenue increase. Um, in the past few quarters, it seems like it's flat, flat lined. In the past three quarters right now, we can see it sitting at $3 billion. But we took a look in the last episode we did on Netflix where we look at the earning information they provided. They see that the cost, um, they're having some cost expenses that they're going to use in the next, that they're going to accumulate in the next two quarters in the second half of this year opposed to the first half of this year. And maybe that can be one of the reasons we've had this low cost of revenue where it's not at an uptrend. Right now, $3 billion of cost of revenue gross profit which is the difference between the two is sitting again at an uptrend of 1.92 so right we have that uptrend because revenue is increasing at a faster rate than cost of revenue and that's why you would have a uh, increase in gross profit and that's always a good thing next we have operating income net income and earnings per per diluted shares down here so next we're going to take a look at operating income sitting here at 700 million dollars so operating income is the revenue minus cost of revenue minus operating expenses so this is sales general administrative this is any research and development going on here so after their five billion dollar that company gets to keep um 706 million dollars then after that they still have to pay taxes and more uh, and other expenses and we end up with net income the net income ends up at $270 million. So out of that $5 million, this company keeps profit of $270 million. So that's definitely a pretty low profit margins right now that this company is having. Earnings per diluted share right now is sitting at $0.60. Next, one important thing I want to show you guys here is outlying shares, outstanding share. So we can see right this here is outstanding shares. A company will sell shares to increase some form of funding and when they do that when they sell shares that means that the amount of shares outstanding out there increases and we can see in every single quarter this this company increases its outstanding shares by somewhere around 0.2 percent and this year is this quarter is no different at 0.15 percent so every quarter this company sells a few of its shares to increase some form of funding normally you don't want to see that right because then more more shares out there means that less um, that earnings per share decrease because there's there's more shares that the earnings need to go around. Next, we're going to take a look at the balance sheet. Here in the balance sheet, I have this awesome thing that I find in Lazy FA, which gives me the asset distribution versus that liability distribution. But before we get there, um, let's take a look at total assets versus total liabilities. And here we can see total assets are sitting at about thirty. billion dollars and total liability sitting at 24 billion dollars and here uh, obviously total assets are higher than total liabilities and that's a good thing 
And when we subtract the two, that's the shareholder equity. This is what the shareholder is pretty much paying for, right? After we have their assets, buying liabilities, that's the net worth of the company in theory. And that's sitting at about $6 billion. And we can see this uptrend going on on the shareholder equity. And that's definitely a good thing. That means this company has been increasing its assets versus its total liabilities. Or it's increasing, they both could be increasing, but total assets are increasing at a faster pace than liabilities. Next, let's go back to the asset distribution, which we, I showed first. So asset distribution is exactly what it sounds. It shows me where all these assets are. So we can see um, a huge portion of these assets, almost 80% of the assets are on intangibles. So intangibles are things, are assets that normally I would not consider strong assets because they're usually assets you can't really put a price to them. But, um, but it depends on the type of company. And that's why it's, it's, un, it's good to understand what all these means because you have to be able to distinguish how to, how to analyze one company from another. Like I always talk, intangible assets for a company that sells actual products is not an asset I would want to have. I, I would not have, want that company to have high intangible assets. But for a media company, which Netflix is, uh, uh, intangible assets, I believe, are strong and it's good to see a strong intangible assets. The only thing is the worth of those assets I, I, don't, I don't consider to be a strong value. But right, as a media company, this company has all these different shows that they're that are worth money in some form of another and that's where we see this intangible assets uh next we'll have this company has about 20 percent of cash and cash equivalents sitting at five billion dollars that's definitely a healthy amount of cash and cash equivalents this company has property plants and equipment sit about two percent of the company's total assets sitting at almost 500 million dollars Next, we'll take a look at liability distribution. So liability distribution here, we can see a huge portion of this company's liability distribution is non-current debt. This company, as we can see, and we'll take a look at it later on, this company has a huge non-current debt and it keeps increasing over time. So non-current debt, right, it's just debt that needs to pay paid off in the next um, not anytime after 12 months. So it can be from now to 100 years from now. So this company has a healthy, a big $12.6 billion, $12 billion of non-current debt. Next, one good thing is this company definitely has no current debt. That does not mean it has no current liabilities. It does have a $5.29 billion of payables. And payables are current liabilities because this is the amount of money that this company needs to pay off to, eat, to most likely its licensing, the people that it's licensing the TV shows from. Then we have deferred revenue. Deferred revenue is at $900 million and is 4.75% of the company's total liabilities. So what is deferred revenue? Deferred revenue to me, like I, right, intangible assets to me are sometimes considered fake assets. Deferred revenue to me are sometimes considered fake liabilities. So deferred revenues are revenue that the company, it's revenue that the company has collected but has not yet delivered the, the, the product it was paid for. So right, Netflix has an annual annual subscription base, right? Annual subscription base, but it collects the money at the beginning for the whole twelve months. So this company has has a deferred revenue, right? Because right now, let's say we're in uh, we're in July right now, so about half of the year has gone by. But they collected, let's say you started your subscription in January, you paid for the full year in January. So every month they take off some amount of this deferred revenue. And put it into assets or put it into their their income statement, 
right? Because right now they still have six months worth of products they still need to deliver for me for someone that paid in, in January. So for them, it is considered liability. It makes sense, but to me, for a company like this, I don't see it going out of business anytime soon. So that deferred revenue is eventually going to make it into the income statement. So next, what else we're going to take a look. Let's see if there's any red flags here. Nothing I really want to take a look at. Next, we're going to take a look at the cash flow statement. Cash flow statement, it is. It used to be one of my least favorite sheets to take a look at. But the more I learn, the more I continue to learn, the more it becomes one of my favorites to like a look at. So here we're going to take a look at net cash flow from operations. So net cash flow from operations, a quick look. It's just money that is coming in from its everyday use. If from, from Netflix, it's going to be all the money that's coming in from subscription base. So unfortunately, that net cash flow is negative $543 million. So we can see that this money, this company is spending more money to stay up to date in its in its in operation than it's collecting money. And we can see it has been like this for a long time. So this company is definitely bur it's definitely a hundred percent burning money to stay up up in date. So how can it be burning money and not go out of business? Well, that's where we see that net cash flow from financing. So net cash flow from financing, if it's positive, it, if it's up here in the positive number, it means that this company is trying is collecting some form of money being loans or selling shares. And this company is doing both. And we can see this quarter, this company collected $2.25 billion of loans or sold shares. And we can see here every two years, every two quarters, like clockwork, this company for the past 12 quarters or so has been collecting, has been taking out a loan. So here this quarter, it took out 2.25. Two quarters ago, it took out 2.05 billion. Two quarters before that, 1.9. Two quarters before that, 1.6. Two quarters before that, 1.42. And if we take a look at their total debt, we would see, yep, we see it right here, right? So last, this quarter is $12.59 billion of total debt. And this company, like I said, took out two, about 2.25. So this should be somewhere about 10.36. So almost that exact money, that, that exact amount that it took out per, per um, took out this quarter in loans. It, that's a much increase. And we can see here, you can see it pretty great in this graph, right? Every two quarters, like uh, it, it makes a step. Step up, step up, step up, step up. So this company is definitely financing its daily operation use by taking out loans. And here we can see exactly how that's broken down. We have debt security. So this means an actual loan taken out. And this company took out a loan of $2.23 billion. And then it also sold some equity shares. These equity shares were sold at $21 million. So $21 million plus $2.23 billion would give you that $2.25 billion that was positively accounted for in net cash flow from financing so we can see right this company is still increasing its total debt over time and that's how it's maintaining maintaining in business luckily right now we're in the time and place right now where cash is pretty cheap to go uh, we took a look and here right this is just i want to show you guys a quick example in the last episode i did on netflix we talked about their cash flow statement and they raised around 1.2 billion dollars in euros, um, euro, uh, 1.2 billion euros with a 3.875 
low um, interest, right? That's pretty low. And then $900 million at 5.37%. So both of these are less than 6% interest and 10.5 year senior notes. So they have the company has plenty of time to pay off this loans, but it's it's just I just wanted to show you guys that interest rates. I think anything below six percent is pretty cheap. It is pretty pretty cheap interest interest rates. Uh, next, we're going to take a look at some metrics. So here, the first thing we're going to take a look at is PE ratio. So PE ratio right now was sitting at about one hundred thirty nine point six percent. One hundred thirty nine point six. That is a definitely a pretty high PE ratio. But this was before the drop. And this is based on the trailing 12 months. But let's take a look at Seeking Alpha. I love Seeking Alpha because it gives me these great values on earnings per share estimates. So for 2019, um, Netflix is expected to make $3.30 and would give the company a current forward PE of 95. For 2020, this company is expected to make $5.63. And at the current price, it will give the company a forward PE of 56, um, 56. Both to me are pretty high ratios such for, for, for such a long time. So that's definitely, it, it is pretty, pretty high PE, forward PE ratio. The investors are definitely thinking that this company can make it even higher as future progresses. So the next, the next one we're going to take a look at is debt to equity ratio. So debt to equity ratio is total debt divided by total shareholder equity. And right now it's sitting at four, about close to 4.0. 3.9 so that means this company has four times more debt than it has equity is this a good thing is this a bad thing and eh, one can't really say right imagine let's say you have a home right you have a home that's worth um that in theory the home you paid for five hundred thousand it's worth five hundred thousand dollars right this company is worth five hundred thousand dollars you have an equity of one hundred thousand dollars of this house but you still four hundred you still have four hundred thousand dollars of home mortgage so that's exactly what's happening here you have four hundred thousand dollars of home mortgage and you have a hundred dollars of equity line ready to use and that'll give you that full five hundred thousand is that a bad thing is that a good thing you tell me what what, what would you think what would you think it depends on everyday use how, how 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 strong is that how high is the interest rate of that mortgage are you how much money are you making out of that equity that you have so all these are things you would have to think about when actually looking at this. Normally, right, in theory, the, in the best case scenario, you would want this to be less than one. You would want to have a lot more equity than you have debt. But just because it's the other way around does not mean that it's a bad thing. Free cash flow. So free cash flow, it's after all the financing and everything. This company is still burning cash at a negative $591 million. So that's definitely a scary thing. For this company, they did say in the future they are expected to try to increase the cash flow and end up at least break even and eventually a positive. But they did not give an exact date for this. Next, we have current ratio. So current ratio is current assets divided by current liabilities. Obviously, you want assets to be higher than liabilities. So here you want a ratio over one. And that has used to be the case. But recently, it has not been the case. In the past two quarters, this company has dropped down below 1%, so or between the one ratio. So what does that mean? That means that this company cannot break off its current assets. It cannot sell off its current assets to pay off its current liabilities. That's okay, right? With the money this company is borrowing, um, this company will pay off all its current liabilities. But it's eventually, I want this thing to go back to 1.0. Gross margins, this company has a gross margin of for about 40%, 38.9% this quarter. And it seems to jump between 40 to 
and we can see that here profit margins is definitely below 10 percent it has a pretty low profit margins at 5.5 percent um, and we can see this jumps all over the place between three percent to about ten percent and right now it's sitting at five percent um finally the last thing we're going to take a look at is look at earnings per share um compared to net cash flow from operations so right this company is telling us it's telling us that it's passed a positive earnings per basic share but does it really have that in the cash flow we saw no from up in theory you want earnings per basic share to kind of mirror operating cash flow right that means that this company is definitely making money and it's, it's it, it we can see it in this cash flow but with the counting tricks and everything we see that this is not the case this company is is showing positive earnings per basic share but it's doing so with over leveraging and over making money and is that a bad thing no it's not a bad thing but it's just something we have to keep an eye on this company has a negative cash flow and you don't want to see that why right you don't want to see that that fork happening that's definitely a bad thing like i said you want to see them track and right now we see that that's not the case at all i'm taking a look at annual and then if we take a look at quarterly it's about the same difference um so it's 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 definitely not a good thing to go so how, what do i think about um netflix so for me i definitely would not want to invest at the moment on netflix as an investment type of view and looking for investment and the, my main reasons are are one this this burning of cash is pretty intense right we see other companies burning cash like this and they get trashed so much but for some reason netflix does not get that heat does is it a bad thing no this company can continue to burn cash it's a, we, we live in such a cheap market that that's okay but when i'm looking for investments uh that's not that's not something i would like to to take a look at uh, next another the second reason is right that forward pe ratio even for 2020 is still pretty high sitting at 56 at the current price rate right now that 30 after that 11 percent drop to me that's still pretty high um for for my taste but if i wanted to get the skin in the game i would open up with a small position just to have skin in the game and the final reason why I, at the moment I wouldn't want to invest was uh, from the last episode, we took a look at the subscribers for Netflix. So Netflix has always missed on subscriber at least once per quarter. So here we can see in 2016, 17, 18, each of these red, each of these red lines was when it missed subscriber growth. And that's okay. So this quarter it missed this year, it also missed in quarter two. But the difference is that differential between the two. Back then, look at this gap between them. It is not as big as 5 million compared to 2.7 million. That's a huge miss. And then the scarier thing is for quarter three, they are expected 7 million worth of 7 million subscribers. So for me, after seeing this big drop and starting to see competitions coming in in the next few months, I would rather hold my position if i had one but i would rather hold now until i see how quarter three does and why would i do that because i want to see if quarter three is going to deliver as strong as they can and it's just it would show me what trend this direction is companies going with as we saw in the last episode right this time this year this quarter was the first ever was the first ever i think in like eight quarters or some uh, at least in the past eight quarters 
where this company actually reported a net loss of a of a net loss of subscribers by the end of June 30th compared to the three months end. So at the end of June 31st, compared to three months before that, there was a net loss of subscriber of 126,000 subscribers. So that's 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 definitely a a a, a number to to keep an eye on. So I want um I want to that with revenue with miss in subscribers when makes me want to have just a hold at the moment i don't mind missing in on the games at the moment if it just gives me uh time to wait and see what happens yeah so that's my thoughts on netflix i hope you guys enjoyed the episode let me know if there's another stock you guys want me to take a look at next i'm gonna do microsoft and i think i might do um i might i might do tsm which is the semi semiconductor company in taiwan and just to get an overview of where the company sector is headed to. So take care, guys. Make sure to post the comments. Let me know what you guys thought. Take care and see you next time.